From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Boy, oh boy, do we have a packed show today. We just had Evan Cohen from Unsportsmanlike, 6 to 10 a.m. We're about to hear from ESPN NBA reporter Jamal Collier, friend of the show, friend of mine at least, soon to be friend of the show, here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. And here in South Florida, man, I'll say this about this time of the year. It's time to make sure you know exactly, exactly what your plans are for this summer. It's, it's not going to be as cool as it is now for too many months going forward. And I'm thankful that I've been on this show here with Ken Levicka, who's out right now. He'll be back tomorrow. Don't worry. You've been hearing my voice. You've, you, you're probably worried, where's Ken, where's Ken, where's Ken? He'll be back tomorrow. I'm sure he'll have something to complain about. Most likely it's about Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. We'll see. But one thing that Ken nor I will ever have to complain about, as long as we stay attached with EDS, EDS air conditioning and plumbing for our air conditioning needs. I I became a gold member because I listened to Ken Levick for so many days and so many months on this show talk about how EDS is yes. I had an air conditioning problem that, that stirred up one late evening. I was supposed to be on TV. I had to leave the house. My fiance was at home. She was worried because it started to heat up and heat up. You kept checking the the uh, thermostat and started in the high 70s. It started working its way into the low 80s. Yeah, I'm worried told about us, her health. You told us that you were making her fan you with leaves from outside. Your well, guys' plans to keep you warm. Well, I got to stay cool. I got to stay cool. I just <laughs> want to put that in the public because that's what you told us. <laughs> I got to stay cool. How can I help her if I'm not helping myself? That's true. But... The real solution, no temporary fix, was EDS. We had a trained comfort specialist come right in. We had an emergency visit. They Not only did they fix my air conditioning for that day, and that was about, I think, I want to say it was over a year ago, it feels like, at this point. I became a gold member that day. I signed up for the plan. They come out twice a year. They make sure that you have preventative treatment as well as they will take care of any issue that you have currently going on and that's the kind of safety and comfortability i want to have in my household i'm getting married next month i don't want to put my fiance slash now soon to be wife in a predicament where she doesn't know if she's going to have ac that works you shouldn't either eds is yes eds air conditioning call 561-316-8799 or go to edsairconditioning.com to tap in become a gold member like me tell them big teddy sent you Woo! Okay, man. Stone, we, we, we talked to Evan Cohen about it. He thinks that the Doc Rivers hire was a good thing. He thinks that me and Ken were, were fools for joking about what's happening in Milwaukee. One guy that has his, his finger on the pulse of the Bucks and everything in the Midwest when it comes to the NBA is Jamal Collier, ESPN reporter for the NBA who covers a lot of stuff out of the Midwest. And, and is, you're in Chicago, right, Jamal? You know, I'm listening to you talk about air conditioning problems. And <laughs> it has been negative. It has been <laughs> single digits. Uh, I haven't touched my air I think my air conditioning has got dust collected on it, man. So, yeah, yeah well, I'm in the cold Midwest, man. I don't want to hear about them problems. Right, right. Well, the good thing is, look, the, the, when, when you come out here, when you do come out here for the Inevitable Heat Buck series, um, that'll be in, what, late April, likely May. Yep. And uh, yep. if, if you pull up on me, at least know, at least know that my air conditioning will be cranking because we'll need it then. So don't worry. Uh, I love to hear it. Man. All, <laughs> five game, all five games of that series, it feels like it lasts. <laughs> right, right, right. A hundred percent. Now, Jamal Collier in um, here from, from ESPN covers the Bucks, 
covers the Bulls, covers the NBA for for the uh, for the worldwide leader there. And Jamal, what the heck has the past few days been like for you specifically? As it feels like um, all of a sudden the Milwaukee Bucks, who who were kind of playing well and 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 it felt like obscurity, are now like the headline of the NBA. Just a whirlwind, man. I mean, like, you know, it, it, on one hand, the, the timing of it all and when that news came down on Tuesday was like a shocking and stunning, you know, development. And obviously, when you look at the record, uh, it wasn't one that you like foresaw. More just because, like, there wasn't like an inciting incident, right? They had just won back to back games. Uh, you know, everything, like you said, it kind of just seemed quiet around them. Uh, so it was surprising from that standpoint, but, you know, for somebody who's been around this team all season, it, it was sort of like felt like an inevitable we were going to get to this point, and like almost like it was going to have to be after that first round Heat Buck series, and they and they lost in some kind of flame out way, and you got there. And I, and one thing I'll say is like I almost commend the Bucks in just like the sure kind of like goal and temerity. It's like so there's somebody said like, hey, we're not going to wait until we have that second round flame out or whatever it is uh, if we all see it coming and, you know, decide to make a move now. It's been crazy, man. Jamal, you just used the word inevitable uh, as far as Adrian Griffin yeah. heading out the door and Doc Rivers. Uh, with that being said, how would you grade Giannis's performance last night at the podium, talking about how surprised he was, <laughs> talking about I love that guy, <laughs> and he's at my wedding and everything like that. Is that just what players are doing nowadays? <laughs> you know, I think that, uh, like, the, and in general, the, play, the player in the player locker room level was were surprised. The, at the, the timing of this, of when it came down, this was not a decision I think that they were into that it was going to come at this point. And I think that there are real feelings of a guy that they had been, uh, you know, traveling with on the road with and trying to work with at times, and, and especially Giannis for a guy who, like, was involved and, and did sit down on interviews with Griff. Like, I think that there had been a real connection there. And, but as that being said, I think, like, you know, whether or not, and, and John Horst, the general manager, sort of denied that this was a player uh, and player input sort of led to this decision, but it was sort of all over. We we saw it felt like every couple of weeks you saw some new Giannis rant about how we need to be coached better, we need to play better, we need our equipment manager to wash our clothes better, um, and like those kind of those rants were like obviously not unnoticed. Like Giannis understands the power and influence that he has as a superstar uh, and as as, as you know two time MVP in this league. Um, and Giannis sort of making it openly known that, yes, we are playing well, but this is not the habits we need to be building to win for playoff series, um, I think is what is why I say it had this feeling of inevitability here that you know, even last night as he's sort of doing that performance, as you said, and talking about all, I think, you know, think real feelings about the person that was gone, he also acknowledged like in the same breath in that series when somebody asked him about sort of whether the team is playing to his potential. He goes, well, no, I mean, our two-man game could be better. I could be using Chris better. We could be using Brooke Lopez better. We could be all better on offense, better on the end. He just rattles off like seven things in a row. And I think that right there tells you exactly what he thought about the way the season has been playing out. NBA reporter for ESPN, Jamal Collier, joining us here on on the Vicar Theo and Stone. Jamal, was it disrespectful at all? Did it feel weird how how jovial the Bucks were acting? And was it out of the norm for somebody that doesn't watch the Bucks every single yeah. night or is around the team? Was it out of the norm the way they were acting uh, in their first showing without Adrian Griffin? You know, I I think that in general it's been a loose team and a team that like when they are playing and out on the floor. I mean, they're they're putting up 140 points and and like one of the second best offenses in the league. So they 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 have been having some fun on the court and in general. Now I had not seen the 
the pregame dance that they busted out and, and not sure what <laughs> that the was new. Of, of that necessarily was <laughs> for. But, um, you know, I think that in general, even with sort of Joe Prunty, who's done it a couple of times before as an interim coach, um, I think what, what spoke to me really about the game is that, like, this because they're so talented, when you've got Giannis, you've got Dame, and Giannis has been just on like a, a heater really all season, especially lately. It's like three triple-doubles in his last four games. He's just kind of doing a little bit of everything right now. Like, uh, they just seem like, you know, even with the coach missing or without sort of the, the, the game plan or whatever, you would sort of like think that that would make a difference. It didn't feel like they sort of like skipped a beat there. And it, and it kind of just like spoke to almost like the, the well-oiled machine that they can kind of be a, even a baseline uh, because you have so much talent on the floor. Uh, that to me was like probably the most notable is like, yeah, even with all the turmoil and all these things going on the past 24 hours, when it's time to like get on the floor and play a game, they can still run you off the floor because they're going to score 130 points without even really like, you know, having a coherent offense. Right. And, and they did that. And that's why the Bucks are still a threat no matter who's coaching them and, and the Heat fans out here who feel like Doc Rivers stepping in uh, makes it easier. They should know that there's still a Giannis on that court. There's still a Dame Lillard. Yeah. Uh, let's play a quick game of, of is it love or is it disrespect? Jamal, because you're yeah. you're a friend of mine, and I know that you um, have a good barometer on interpersonal relationships, right? So, yeah. for me, help help me out right here. Is it love or is it disrespect? Somebody sent me an anonymous gift, and it was a self help book. Is that love <laughs> or is that disrespect? Because I still haven't figured out who sent it, and it might have been you. <laughs> See, I, I I saw that, and I I would say. Uh, read a little bit of that self-help book and see how it applies. Like, see how, see exactly what it's telling you. Yeah. And, you know, if it's giving you stuff, they're like, wait a minute, I feel like I was doing that already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then I might take it as, then I might take it a little bit of disrespect. But we all need some time, some love, some encouragement, uh, and, and, and some daily sort of practices to, to remind I'm them. Not, I'm, I'm going to say that that person sent it out of love. Okay. I'm not going to lie. This sounds like it was. <clears throat> Kind of Jamal. It, it might have like, been Jamal, right? Like it was Jamal. He's like, yo, it might have been out of love. He's that like, person cares yeah. about you. You should read it. <laughs> you should read the book. Yeah. Don't block your blessings. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you for my pre-wedding gift, Jamal Collier. I'll make sure to send you a self-help book when, when you get wedded as well. Uh, another one. Is it is it love or is it disrespect naming your dog after your teammate at work? I am going to... Uh, uh, please get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, for those that don't know, uh, Jamal Collier had a, a shared byline with, uh, with uh, who was it that you did that story with? Uh, Ramona Shelburne. Ramona right? Shelburne. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and the Bucks general manager, the Bucks general manager, um, Hurst, John Hurst, named his dog after Adrian Griffin, the coach that he just fired, not um, 300 days into his tenure, Stone. So so you personally, I'll ask Stone then, since Jamal is, is in a place where he's maybe not going to answer that correctly. Is it respectful? Is it love? Or is it disrespect to name your dog after somebody? Okay, so first of all, did he name the dog Adrian or did he name Griff. the dog Griffin? Griff. Griff? I like Griff. Um... <laughs> And for and, and for full context, the dog is now 15 years old. This was from a way back when when they were both uh, in the Bucks organization. Uh, and basically, the story that John Horst told is that they were trying to figure out a name. They had named it Otis for like a day. It didn't stick. Saw Griffin and Griff. Uh, you know, a dog, a, a popular dog name, kind of was what came up to his, his head. So he hadn't told Griff until. He hired him, which Adrian thought was, was was funny and enjoyed it at the time. Okay, well, this story gets crazy, right? Because the writing was the writing was on the wall for Adrian Griffin, a dog 15 years old. Typically, you got to put those dogs out of oh. their misery. 
And I think Adrian Griffin, in a, in a sense, was, you know, he's not, you know, 15 years old. But he took him out of his misery pretty early on in the season after 30 and 13. I think it's out of love, though. It, it, mad love. Giannis talked about how cool of a coach he was. He brought him to his wedding, all of these types of things. I think it's love. I like Griff, too. I like the dog name. We'll ride, we'll ride with it then. That was a fun game. That was a fun game of love or disrespect. Uh, we'll, we'll end it with this, Jamal, and I'll let you get back to your busy yet cold and chilly uh, day out there in, in Chicago. Uh, By the way, Jamal, it's uh, 73 degrees over down here, and uh, the sun is out. People are walking around in T-shirts and shorts. Listen, if you guys want to fly me in for an in-person interview next time, yeah. Yeah. all ears, let me know. <laughs> Say less. Say less. Look, we'll definitely get you during that, that playoff, that inevitable playoff series uh, that we have in this budding, uh, not even budding, this is probably one of the most fierce rivals in the East right now, um, Heat, Bucks and Heat Celtics, I would say. Let's just talk specifically about what the Heat have done over the past week and what the Bucks have done over the past week. Who do you feel like the scales have shifted towards more? The Heat getting rid of Kyle Lowry and, and getting Terry Rozier, bringing in the guard that was averaging 23 a game and, and an energy guy that seems like he can't wait to fit in with Heat culture, or the Milwaukee Bucks, as you said it, making the sage move of getting off of their rookie head coach, going and getting a veteran like Doc Rivers who's been there before, who's won a championship before, and doing that well ahead of the trade deadline and the postseason. Who has shifted the scales more in their favor to that inevitable Heat Buck series? It's an interesting question, uh, and I think that like the first thing I'll say is that I think both, te- both teams improved. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that say a lot of things about Griff. Uh, I do think that his situation uh, is not going to, to benefit the Bucks this year. Uh, him learning on the fly on that job, and I think that you know, if nothing else, I do think that Rozier taking the, the minutes over Kyle Lowry in that starting point guard role, I think it's just a, an, an upgrade and that positive over the Heat. I'm going to go to Heat right now just mm. because I have not seen exactly what impact the next guy in Milwaukee, Doc Rivers, will have, how he's going to utilize you know, Giannis. And there's still so many factors and really like not a lot of time. I think it's maybe a, lot, a little easier to integrate a new player into that system than have a coach come in and have to really have 40 games before the playoff run and try to like make something of this season. Uh, it's, it's an interesting experiment. So I'm going to, I'm going to say that the scales tipped a little bit toward Miami because I think that they just got better from a talent perspective and, you know, already we're going to have a chance because of the guys that got Jimmy Pham and Spo. And I think supporting those guys with more talent and more guys capable of winning you a playoff game or swinging a playoff series, uh, I think is a net win for the heat, uh, at least in this moment. There we go. A win for Heat culture. We love it. We, uh, <laughs> uh, Jamal, thanks for the time, but more importantly, thank you for the book. Um, and <laughs> for those who are wondering the title, it's called The Mountain Is You. It's called The Mountain Is You, Transforming Self-Sabotage into Self-Mastery. I'll read it. Okay, Jamal, thanks for sending it to me anonymously, and, and I'll take it as love and not disrespect. I would love to take credit for gifts, man. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course you would. And I'll help. I'll work on myself. Thank you. You work on that um, that, that weather you got there, out there in Chicago. Again, that's Jamal Collier, NBA reporter for ESPN, covering the Bucks, covering the Bulls, covering everything um, out of the Midwest, and covering my tail, helping me with my own self-help. And he said he did it out of love. Of course, I don't know if it was him or not. I'm still trying to get to the bottom of this. Um, who... In my life, who has my address, sent me a book. And again, Stone, it's titled The Mountain Is You, Transforming Self-Sabotage into Self-Mastery. Do I look like a dude that's self-sabotaging actively right now, Stone? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I oftentimes talk about this fake, this fake Kansas City Chiefs fandom that, you know, I, I think is, you know, just fogging up your brain. 
and your thought process <laughs> with a lot of things and how you view the sport the National Football League. So I think there's one aspect, one way to look at it. Um, I, I guess the thing here is, who has your address? Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest question we need to answer. Who the hell has your address? Yep. And uh, I, maybe somebody in the office? It's got to be. Um, it's, I it, don't have your address. Wink, wink. It's a definitely <laughs> it's definitely a good idea of a book to send to somebody as a jab and a, a poking of fun, but no idea because, like I said, they have to have your address. Yeah, it's true. It's a weird mystery. It is a weird mystery that I will get to the bottom of, um, but at least Jamal feels like it was out of love. Again, that was Jamal Collier who says the Heat did get more of an advantage yeah. when, when that inevitable Bucks heat series does come to pass because of the Terry Rozier edition. Um, but he agrees with you, Stone. He feels like Doc Rivers, a major upgrade, getting rid of the rookie head coach, though they were 30 and 13, nearly a 70% winning percentage, uh, bringing in a vet like Doc Rivers, who has been there before, right? Like at the very least, even if he's failed on the exactly. big stage in the playoffs, he won't be shocked by it. He won't be nervous about it. He's been there. He's yeah, done it. As much as we want to poke fun, and we're not going to sit here and break down the X's and O's like Evan said, but he does bring pedigree. Yeah. Like he's been there before and he's played with guys similar to the Giannis's as far as the intensity and yeah. the passion that they have for the game. Obviously, he had a lot of them in Boston and some of them in L.A. I like the Giannis KG thing you just kind of did right, right there. That's uh, Defensively, that's that's... Kind of similar. Yeah, I the intensity is there. I mean, yeah. there are so many parallels between some of the characters. And, I mean, you see the parallels in NBA teams and players that the coaches have coached in the past and different teams. Like, they're all relative. It's all circular. So, I think Doc is going to walk in with confidence. He knows his team well. And um, they'll invite him in with open arms. I, I think it's a good thing for Milwaukee, uh, regardless of what Ken Levicka thinks. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get him back, and we'll see uh, tomorrow when Ken Levicka comes back from his run with FAU. Who did, who did the FAU men's basketball team have that, that stole us away from Ken? This was the... This, this was Rice. This was the Rice Owls. They were in Texas, and oh, they yeah, got it Houston. done. Uh, 69-56 last night. Ended up covering the spread, not uh, for those who care. Yeah. Um, big win, big win. Now he's heading back, and he'll be uh, joining us again tomorrow. Perfect. Well, joining us right after the break will be Chris Rim, uh, NFL Nation ESPN reporter for the Los Angeles Chargers, because they now have Jim Harbaugh. They made the big hire. There's only three more openings left, and now all throughout Southern California, you'll be hearing the chant, We'll find out just how good the Chargers have it um, in a few with Chris Rim as he breaks down the newest addition to the AFC West. It's LaVica Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Jar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I knew there was a reason I had that visceral reaction when the Michigan Wolverines won the national championship and Jim Harbaugh was parading around. And I was like, why, why do I have a bad feeling about this? And here he is now in the AFC West trying to build a contender against my Kansas City Chiefs. It's, 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 it's hurtful stuff. Stone, always good, especially when you have something hurting like my knee is, is our friends at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, huh? Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. God, you get better and better. I just roll into it. And we get complimented all the time by Segway Sean, yeah. by Steve Paul, Cena, but that right there, expert level stuff. Come on, man. Folks, are you experiencing foot and ankle pain and need to see an expert in the field? Well, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho 
For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care's office is conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. God, I got to get down in the Florida Keys. You got to. Uh, it's fun. It's fun uh, time. Jamal just told us how cold it was in Chicago. Yeah. I just read Florida Keys. I got buddies in the Keys right now. I need to get back down. Well, it's also really sunny, as they always say, in L.A. The sun shines no brighter on any team today than the Los Angeles Chargers as they have the newfound hope and optimism around hiring Jim Harbaugh. Who has it better than them, Stone? Nobody! And nobody has it better than us because we're now joined by ESPN reporter for the L.A. Chargers for the NFL Nation, Chris Rim. You can find him on Twitter at chrisrim one that's Chris Rim joining us on the Vicar Theo and Stone. And first and foremost, Chris, you're fresh out the barber chair. You feeling like a new man? What what you go with? The taper, the the ball fade. What you got? <laughs> yeah, man, fresh out the chair. I got I got a taper. You know, mm. just in case you know they they want me to get on TV or something. You know, got got to look sharp. <laughs> just in case you already know, it, it's funny with with the NFL Nation reporters. You do a great job, and of course, we're SJI uh, colleagues. I did it way back when you probably were in, in high school. It feels like I did it so long ago. Uh, we we y'all stay ready, and I know every single time you got some breaking news around the organization you're covering, you hit your barber up. Like how quickly after you found out about the Jim Harbaugh hiring did you schedule that barber appointment? I want to say right after I texted my editor, <laughs> maybe five. It was it was second on the list. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that important. It's that important. Now, how important? do you feel like this hire is to this Chargers franchise? This is like, a, you know, it felt like there was, after what happened this year and then the injuries and, and having Easton Stick finish the year out, um, the optimism around L.A., which this past offseason felt like an all-time high, felt like it kind of, you know, plummeted. Now with Harbaugh coming in fresh off a national championship, what are the vibes like in L.A.? Yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to overstate how big this is, right? You know, this team moved to Los Angeles, what, I want to say uh, seven seasons ago, um, you know, they came here. And when you look at the landscape of, you know, sports in, in L.A., you know, the Chargers are, are an afterthought, right? There's there You could name, uh, you know, seven or, or eight teams, including the UCLA, you know, football, you know, bat football, USC basketball and football. You know, you can name those teams that people care about before they think about this team, right? And, this what this hire does is give them a name in the market. It gives them, uh, you know, uh, you know, there's, you know, there's Sean McVay and Matt Stafford. You know, you had Justin Herbert here, but you have, you know, Jim Harbaugh is, you know, with the Chargers, right? For one, it gets people excited. It gives people, you know, a name that they know. Not only a name, but a name who, um, you know, Harbaugh is a is a, a figure. He's a character too. Like he's going to say some things. He's going to make some headlines. Um, they have a they have a a name who is going to draw people in, right, for one. And then from, from a football perspective, you know, Harbaugh was the, you know, if not the top candidate, you know, among the top two to three candidates of the cycle. He knows the organization. He played there for two years. Um, he, he's won, you know, at the collegiate and the NFL level. And he's the Chargers' first head coach with, you know, previous head coaching experience since they hired North Turner in 2007, right? Mm. So I think what this hire says about the, the Spanos ownership group is that they kn- knew how important that this hire was. They knew how important it was to pair somebody with Justin Herbert, and they went out and got their guy. And And I think Chargers fans should be excited about that. You are no stranger to the Harbaugh beat when it comes to the Harbaugh <laughs> brothers. Um, what is it like covering those dudes? Like how zany, how just, you know, different are they from other coaches or, or organizations that they lead 
um, are because it feels so specific. Like even the LA Chargers Twitter account, they've already changed their profile pic to Jim Harbaugh. It feels like wherever they go, the franchise or the organization becomes an embodiment of them. Yeah, man. It's, um, I think they're, you know, like, you know, I don't know if you have siblings, but you know, some siblings are, are, you know, similar and different, right. You know, three months ago or four, three or four months ago, I was covering his brother and I would say, you know, John is, is more of a, uh, you know, he, he is the, he doesn't say he's not as quirky, I guess I would say as, as Jim, right. He's not as described as quirky as Jim is. And, and, uh, you know, he's not going to do some of the similar things. And, and then you see how similar they are when you see the Ravens celebrating in the locker room and you see Jim, do, I mean, John doing all those dances, yeah. and, you know, that's the stuff Jim would do. Right. So I would say as far as, you know, coaching goes and how they coach teams, I think they're similar in the, in the fact that they are really good at, at building staffs, right? Like you look at uh, the, you know, John Harbaugh and, and, and Jim, Jim Harbaugh staff, they're always like hiring, having to hire new coordinators or having to, to fill in vacancies because the, the people that they build on their staffs are getting jobs elsewhere, right? Mm. Like uh, Mike McDonald is now on the Ravens. He was Jim, Jim Harbaugh's D.C. in Michigan. And uh, Mike McDonald might get a head coaching job. You know, at some point, you know, Tom Munkin, who's, who's in Baltimore, he might get a head coaching job. You know, Vic Fangio was uh, John, Jim Harbaugh's D.C. In, in San Francisco, right? And I, and I could go on and on yeah. about, you know, all the people they put and gotten head coaching jobs. But obviously the biggest thing is like, these two guys, I think one of the most important parts of being a head coach is, and being a leader in general, is putting the right people around you, right? And, and that is how you sustain success. And they, those two do it, you know, among the best of, of anyone in the, in the league. Chris Rim, ESPN's uh, reporter for the L.A. Chargers, talking with us about Harbaugh to L.A., Harbaugh to L.A., which I know it for, to me it strikes fear in my heart, but to a guy like Stone Labanowitz who looks at Justin Herbert that yeah. franchise quarterback and looks at Jim Harbaugh and all the success he has, I'm sure it, it's got you kind of excited for what's to come. Oh, I'm jacked. I'm jacked. Nobody has it better than them. Nobody. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, Chris, how much of an emphasis is being put on winning now for this L.A. Chargers squad? Like, what, what have been some signs that you've seen or just your personal opinion? How much of an emphasis on winning right now is there, especially being in the West? Yeah, I mean, when you, when you look at the Chargers, right, two years ago they – they traded for Khalil Mack. They signed J.C. Jackson. They signed Sebastian Joseph Day. They signed Morgan Fox. Like they were, you know, you remember that arms race in the AFC mm-hmm. West, right? When, when, uh, you know, the, the the Raiders made a splash, the Broncos made a splash, and it all it fell was the apart, best division right? in the history of the NFL. And then Mahomes the happened. What kind of what kind of <laughs> splash right, right. did uh, uh, Russell Wilson make? A belly flop. <laughs> exactly right. So the Chargers have been in win now mode, right? You know they've been in that mode, but because they invested in that, right now they're in a situation where you know they're they're uh, you know almost thirty million above the salary cap. You know according to our, our roster managed, management system heading into this off season, they'll have to make tough decisions around guys like Keenan Allen, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, and. Mike Williams, right? But now that you've hired a guy like Harbaugh, the, the one of the biggest things that they'll have to figure out is, do we want to push this money down the road again and, and you know, run it back with this team, a team that looks really good on paper? Do we feel like we can win uh, with, the, you know, w- with these guys here who are going to have giant salary cap hits and we're going to have to pay this money eventually? Or do we want to get, you know, move on from some of these star players who, who have these higher salary cap hits and kind of, you know, fill out the roster with some, you know, lesser, lower-costing players and maybe some younger guys and to where on paper it it doesn't look like, 
you know, maybe you're the contender that you were. But with Harbaugh, it's it's hard to say because, you know, when he came into the, the league, he took a, you know, a Niners team that missed the playoffs in eight straight years to and uh, win in the division and then the NFC championship, right, for three straight years. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say, like, if they say they trade, you know, Mike Williams and Joey Bosa, right, or whatever you, you want to pair with, right, I don't think it would be fair to say, like, oh, they're not going to be competitive this year if they if they trade those guys just because what Harbaugh has done. Right, it's the belief. It's 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 really the presence of Harbaugh that makes you feel like no matter what they do, you assume, especially after forty four wins and four seasons with the Niners back then, and then lifting Michigan to a national championship, you assume that there will be some level of great success. Uh, you got your coach, you got your quarterback, a lot more of that roster to figure out. Chris Rim joining us here on the Vicar Theo and Stone. He covers the Chargers for ESPN. He's one of the best damn reporters out there. And and I got to pick your brain here about this. I see your tweet from an hour ago. The Chargers just completed a second interview with Giants assistant GM Brandon Brown. They went coach before GM in bringing in Jim Harbaugh. Now with the name like, like Jim Harbaugh bringing in, as well as the fact that they didn't hire the GM personnel decisions and maybe even over who's going to be the next GM. The hire the coach before the GM here was, I think, something that was attractive to Harbaugh because of his past. When he was in San Francisco, the reason, one of the re- one of the biggest reasons why he left was because of you know his relationship with with GM Trent Baalke and Forty Nine ers management was fractured beyond repair. Right, he mm. he told the San Jose Mercury News that you know when when he left the team, he was like, I didn't leave the Forty ers I felt like the Forty ers you know hierarchy left me. Like that that's you know he's on the record saying that right. Like he he didn't have good relationships there. He didn't you know they didn't do everything that he wanted. So with the Chargers now he can be a part of the process of hiring a general manager, um, you know, maybe that he's familiar with, maybe that he's comfortable with, maybe, um, you know, a a younger guy who is more receptive to um, maybe playing more of a backseat to Harbaugh, or maybe they're getting a, you know, an experienced guy. Maybe he wants an experienced guy who can, who can help him out. Right. And there are people in the pool that he's worked with before, like uh, Ed Dodds, who's at the Colts right now. Mm. He was, uh, he worked for the Raiders in 2003 when Harbaugh was the quarterbacks coach there. So that's you know a name that's been that's come up a bunch around this hire. And then there are others with relationships you know to Harbaugh, right? But I think what the coach hire says, hiring the coach for the GM says that the Chargers wanted to, and you know in my view says that the Chargers wanted to ensure that Jim has a say in this process, so that you know what happened in San Francisco doesn't happen here. Whoever they hire. Yeah, and I think that is quite clear. And if you got to be honest and objective about it, outside looking in, he kind of deserves that at this stage in his coaching career, especially coming off of that national championship at Michigan and proving it time after time. Uh, Chris, looking forward to the TV hits, looking forward to the uh, to seeing the, the fresh taper fade here coming soon on, on ESPN as you pontificate about those chargers. Uh, appreciate you pulling up on us, Doc. Appreciate you, man. Again, that's Chris Rim. NFL Nation reporter, ESPN. He covers the Chargers, one of the best dang guys out there doing it in the business. He's going from Harbaugh to Harbaugh now as the Los Angeles Chargers closed up one of the head coaching vacancies. Uh, Jim Harbaugh to the L.A. Chargers. He's got Herbert. He's got to figure out the rest of that roster, and he's got to also pick out his general manager. Uh, Things getting very, very interesting in the NFL. We're now down to three head coaching vacancies left. The Atlanta Falcons... The Seattle Seahawks, and I'm missing one. 
the, the Atlanta Falcons, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Panthers just got their guy. Wow, look at us here. Look at us. Oh, my goodness. The Atlanta Falcons. Let's make it an exercise. You're looking it up. So yeah. One more time. Run through them. Okay. <clears throat> the Atlanta Falcons, the Seattle Seahawks. Who's the third? It's obviously a forgettable team. The Commanders. The Washington Commanders. Yeah, oh, baby. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we didn't even. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. That was bad. Ex- exactly. Exactly. It's just that bad. But um, the Chargers have their guy. So now we are down to three spots. Nobody is locked in on Bill Belichick. Um, we'll see how those things pan out. Uh, we're going to go to break here. Before we do, though, I do have to tell you about the best place for you to watch some sports, specifically Championship Sunday um, this weekend as the Chiefs are going to be taking on those Baltimore Ravens, and we'll get some Lions, Niners, and that's at a Duffy Sports Grill, man. It's it's literally the best place to go when you want to watch sports and also enjoy some good food. They're known for their award-winning burgers. They're also known for their award-winning wings and the variety of different sauces you can get them lathered and covered in. But also, let's not forget about the 80 televisions in every single Duffy Sports Grill location. No matter which one you pick all throughout South Florida this weekend, I can guarantee you not only will they have Championship Sunday on the TVs, but anything else your heart may desire. 80 or plus TVs in every single location, as well as if you jump online right now, you type in Duffy'sMVP.com. Again, that's Duffy'sMVP.com. You can get yourself an award, a reward card. You can become an MVP like me, like Patrick Mahomes, like Lamar Jackson, except you're an MVP at Duffy Sports Grill. It might mean even more because you get the rewards and you get to keep track of how well uh, you are eating and drinking at Duffy Sports Grill. At Duffy's, our game is always on. Uh, Stone, after the break, I say we uh, we do that Thursday tradition here on Levica, Theo, and Stone. We grade some things. Do you have your your red pin out and ready to go? That I do. Well, that's going to be fun then. We're going to grade some things without uh, Ken Levica here. It'll be Levica, Theo, and Stone grading things sans Ken. We'll see how that goes. Let's go feet. Let's go feet. <laughs> and let's go to break on that note. It's ESPN 106.3. Pump it up. Don't you know? Pump it up. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Stone, what a show so far. We've had some really great guests today. Not only Evan Cohen from Unsportsmanlike, but then we get Jamal Collier, NBA reporter for ESPN, covering those bucks. And then we get Chris Rim, LA Chargers reporter for ESPN. I mean... A wealth of some good knowledge that got poured in. And if you want to check those out, if you missed them live, LaVica, Theo, and Stone podcast available where you listen to podcasts. That's all the different apps. I mean, it's some good stuff we're going to be sending out there today. Oh, my God. That's going to be posted wherever you get your podcasts. Obviously, all the time. It's free. And I think if I had to rank them, it'd go Jamal Collier. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Rim second. Yeah. And then... um Owen Cohen, I'd put him yeah. at three there. All right, folks. Is joint pain <laughs> affecting your quality of life at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care? Our team has experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Theo's knees banged up right now. Had a hard oh, time getting out hurts. of the studio chair the other day, so uh, going to have to take a visit. Ouch. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care's offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Of course, you can learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. LaVica, Theo, and Stone, great things. LaVica, Theo, and Stone, great things. We still have got time. We just got to keep it quick. 
And let's start with Terry Rozier's performance last night. In his debut with the Miami Heat, Terry Rozier, nine points, three for 11 from the floor. The Heat lose to the lowly Grizzlies. Stone? Ah, I watched it all last night. He was good down the stretch, but they dug themselves a hole. And I think partially because of Terry Rozier, uh, just kind of playing probably more minutes than he should have. Yeah. I'd go uh, a B-plus for Terry. He looked good. There was some shot making that I, I thought was good enough for us in the first night. It gets me excited. I, I give him a C because it's below his standard and it's below the Heat standard. But you know Damn. what? There's more to come, though. There's a lot more to come. It was just a debut. It was a debut. Uh, it could have been better. All right. How about this? Harbaugh to the Chargers. Yeah, it's an A-plus. We just heard Chris just rant and rave all about it. Uh, the combination, him, Justin Herbert, and the rest of that roster, uh, they are in win-now mode, and for that, give it an A+. I also give it an A+. It's the perfect match. He's got to be able to rebuild that roster. He's got to figure out who his GM is going to be, but whoever it is, he's going to pretty much work under Harbaugh because it's going to be the Harbaugh show in L.A. for some years to come. LaVica, Theo, and Stone, great things on a Thursday. No kin. But we're in Stone and Theo, and Ken's gone because of FAU's 69-59 to win last night at Rice in Houston. What's your grade for that, Stone? Ah, uh, B-. minus. Mm. FA, uh, I mean, B-. minus. This team could play a lot better, but they're still finding Ws and putting them all in the win columns. It's gritty down the stretch. They're uh, shaky coming out of the gates in the first half, but they'll figure it out. Go B-. minus. I watched none of it, but what? I'll give it an eight, A minus. I was busy. I'll give it an A minus because, as they say, good teams win, great teams cover. And they did just that. LaVica, Theo, and Stone, great things. One last one before we go Vic Fangio to the Eagles as defensive coordinator. I don't know what we're doing here. Um. <laughs> I think it's a B plus. Okay. I think it's a B plus. This Eagles team is built for it. Vic will be fine. Vic's a good DC. Just didn't fit down uh, here in the sunny side. So go to where it's cold in Philly and uh, hopefully Jalen Hurts plays better and leads you uh, deeper and deeper into the playoffs next year. I give it a B plus. I give it an A minus. I think he is a great coach defensively. I think he did well with the Dolphins defense and they've got the personnel to where you want a vet in there that knows what he's doing. I, I, I'm a little bit more scared of the Eagles going forward. Great show today. Thanks to Chris. Thanks to Jamal. Thanks to Evan. Thank you to Stone Labanowitz. Ken Levicka will be back tomorrow for a Friday. Friday show, and of course, yours truly. Peace out.